welcome to Connect, Unite, Empower, your go-to podcast for transforming your business journey. I'm Sharon Luca, founder of the Women's Business Network, excited to guide you from doubts to success. At the Women's Business Network, we understand the unique challenges women face in business. We're here to champion the power of connection and the strength of a supportive community. Each episode unlocks the benefits of networking, real impacts, expanded opportunities, and a sense of belonging. Join us for inspiring stories and practical tips from women who've harnessed networking for remarkable success. Whether you're starting your business adventure or scaling new heights, Connect, Unite, Empower is your go-to resource for inspiration, education, and empowerment. This is Connect, Unite, Empower, transforming dreams into achievements. Join us and empower your business journey today. Welcome back to Connect, Unite, Empower. I'm Sharon Luca, the founder of the Women's Business Network, and I'm delighted to introduce my guest for today, which is Jacqueline Leake from J. Leake VA Services. Welcome, Jacqueline. Hi, Sharon. It's great to be here. Thank you for inviting me. I'm really excited to be uh, on your new podcast. You're very welcome. Jacqueline and I have known each other for a number of years. She is one of our founder members of the Women's Business Network. We've also collaborated together and she also supports me in my business. So we do know each other very well, but I know that uh, obviously there's a lot of you out there who won't have met Jacqueline before. So Jacqueline, would you like to share a bit about your background? And also, as we're talking all about the world of networking today, how you entered the world of business networking? Yeah, well, sort of, I guess I came into it sort of really via the back door, really, in my in my previous life, but before being a biz owner, business owner, I was in the fundraising department at the local hospice here in Nuneaton. And part of my role was getting out there and talking to corporates and trying to get people to come and sponsor things and join our events. And I joined one of the local networking groups and I was the we were the charity. So I was the charity representative. So, you know, I was I'd I'd sort of had a foot in the back door before I had to turn around and do it for myself. Did you find it a different experience then when you started to do that as a business owner rather than as representing another organisation? Oh, totally, totally. You know, when you're when you are there, you know, representing somebody else, you come at it from a different a different sort of angle totally. When I stood there, you know, as myself, really, let's say, as my you know, really just me representing my business and having to talk about what I did and who I was in a different way it was totally totally different quite terrifying <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say um, what role has networking played in your business journey then and how would you say it's contributed to your success well, after I was made redundant at the hospice and, uh, you know, members of the networking group that I belonged to, which was, you know, Finder Biz, uh, was, were just so, so supportive. And Amanda, the, the business owner, sort of, you know, was chatting to me and said, you know, have you thought about you know, being a, a VA? She said, you're so good at, you know, organising things, events and, and, you know, all of those bits and pieces. And uh, at the time I was caring for my mum and needed a job that would allow me to, uh, you know, continue to care for her. So being my own boss was like really, really important. 
So networking for me started my business, basically, doing sort of research about what a VA was. I thought, you know, oh, I could do that. I, I could I could I could really do that. And in fact, that networking group became my very first client. And then, of course, you know, you know the story. <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, you, you, Sharon, were a member of that same networking, but in a different group. And, you know, Amanda said, oh, why don't you go and have a chat with Sharon? You know, she's been a VA for a few years and you know, she might have some good you news know, some ideas for you. So I rang you up and uh, you kindly invited me along for a, for a coffee. And, well, the rest is history, really, isn't it? <laughs> Here we are. Yeah, and like you say, it was just identifying what your skill set was and what you had to offer that created that opportunity. And like you say, thanks to the power of networking, you got the idea of what you wanted to do and uh, your business has started from there. So um, I was going to say, so that for the benefit of our uh, our listeners, Jacqueline is a virtual assistant. Um, so that means she helps busy business, business owners with a lot of the administrative and technical tasks within their business. Um, and we're going to talk about more about our sort of relationship and how we got to know each other as we go along. But um, let's keep to, to networking for now. So networking events, obviously, they vary in lots of different formats and styles. What types of networking do you find are the most uh, beneficial to you? Well, pre-pandemic, I would say it was, you know, getting out there and being a member of a, a, a group, a local group. For me, my business is, is very much all about local and people who, who were around in my area, as opposed to at the time, the rest of the country and the world. You know, as I said before, I think probably 95% of my business has come through groups that I've been a member of. You know, it's uh, having that mixture, I guess, of attending face-to-face events where you see people, but also then when when the online networking came in through the pandemic, it actually opened the doors to reach far, far more people than just being lo- local. But saying that, you know, I've also met value connections where where I've been on a course or on a training or a one-day event you just never know where you're going to meet people you know in the hairdressers talking to somebody it is in fact all sort of networking and I guess you know how do I prepare for them well I, you always need your, your 60 second, your, your elevator pitch ready so that you can say, you know, what you are or who you are and what you do. Um, maybe having a business card handy. I keep one in my handbag, in my coat pocket. Although these days it's having a QR code on your phone, isn't it? Sort of thing, you know. And I think it's been a good listener. You need to interact with other people, but sometimes just listening, what people are saying, what are they looking for? Is there a way that you can, you know, connect people? Who could you introduce? You know, somebody says, oh, I'm looking for, you think, oh yeah, okay, I perhaps know somebody there. It's it's about, yeah, that building, that know, like, and trust. No, that's right. It is. It's the core of everything, isn't it? Just getting yeah. to know people, understanding what they do, and you just never know when an opportunity is going to present itself from people who you may have met some time ago will just recall that what you do and how you can help them and uh, and just get in touch with you. 
So in terms of sort of what challenges or obstacles have you faced during your uh, your business journey and how did you overcome them? I don't think I've, I can't say I perhaps had a really had a, a challenge, but I can make an observation here probably. Some groups can be a bit clicky and it can be really daunting for a newcomer or actually even for somebody like myself who's not new to networking when everybody seems to know each other and it can be sort of really hard to break in and if you are you know a little bit nervous and and such like it can be really really daunting uh turning up somewhere or you know uh, trying to show up in in that sort of situation and I guess that's where you've got to sort of put your big girl pants on and and, and you know, make that effort to interact and, and and be present you know and be I guess you know showing up if it doesn't feel comfortable, perhaps try another group. I mean, the fact is, if you want to be in business, you've got to put yourself out there. You, you've got to show up. And and networking is a skill. I'm sure you'll agree with that, Sharon. It's, you know, it gets better with practice. Absolutely. And there's so much there that you've said that yeah. I can relate to. And we've talked about it in the earlier episodes about the fact that I found getting into networking very difficult because I am shy and putting myself out there, being brand new to business, having no, never experienced networking before. I did find it really challenging because, and like you say, you'd go to certain groups where you did feel there was a little bit of a click and you did sort of feel like a real outsider invading that space. And I think because of all of these things I've learned both through personal experience and also just what I've seen sort of in other groups was really where I got the ethos from for the networks that I've always run is it's always been very inclusive. I've always made sure that everybody gets an opportunity to speak because I've been to so many events where if, if it's not a, a sort of a 60 second format where everybody gets to introduce their business, very often half the people or, or a good high percentage of the people in the room wouldn't have had a clue who I was or what I did. So I've always made sure and I've always wanted to make people feel welcome because having been on the receiving end of that on some occasions and thankfully it wasn't very often and I'd lo- I'm, I'm very happy to say that the majority of groups are very very welcoming and uh, when anybody new comes along they do sort of take them under their wing and uh, and look after them. I think it's okay actually as well to feel a bit uncomfortable initially you know um well, you know, we're we're all nervous. However long I think you've been networking, stepping into a new arena, I think one it shows that you care and uh, you, you you want to make a good impression, and that's okay. It's I think it's all right to feel that vulnerability, but it's just being able to know that take a breath and you know you can do this. Mm-hmm. No, I agree totally. And conversations I've had very recently with people who come across to us as an outsider is very confident, very outgoing. And then when you actually get to have a conversation with them and talk on this subject, then they do confirm that they ca- they have the nerves and they mm. still have the doubts in themselves before they, they get up on that stage or or make that presentation. And we just... It's all that 
that inner confidence, isn't it? We just ex- expect everybody else to have it all, all sorted and that we're the only ones who are struggling. So, and that's just so not the case. <laughs> Absolutely agree. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about our successful sort of relationship, which has stemmed into a, a good friendship. So we've worked together. I'm, I'm saying six years. I think it's in the region of that, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it yeah, is. This is, time is, is. Yeah, coming up seven years, this is it. Yeah. Is so, it that yeah. long? Yeah, yeah I was going to yeah. say, I know we're yeah time flies doesn't it but uh, I remember when we initially and you'd mentioned about the introduction that uh, Amanda made for us to uh, to get together and I remember instantly right from that first meeting that we had that we just we just clicked and it was surprising because I'd had so many people introduced to me who were who were fellow VAs at the time and they just didn't click and I just didn't resonate with them. I didn't feel that I could hand over my clients' work or, or work that I could trust other people to do at the same level and quality as, as myself, whereas I instantly felt that with you. And I remember that we did a DISC profile workshop together and it wasn't any surprise really that our personality types did come out as very similar and that just sort of all explained that uh, that was the reason that I think that we did gel so well because we do share common values and common personality types. Absolutely Um, I think you and I both sort of said you know it's collaboration over competition isn't it you know um, and that's that's worked for you and I so well. Yeah Yeah, absolutely and I mean I'm I'm I also found out in that that I'm an introvert and I'm quite happy to be an introvert. I have no no expectations now to be be an extrovert, which I in the early days I didn't fully understand that. So I used to think I needed to be more of something. And I think again, the more you work you do on yourself and you understand these uh, these different personality types, that you can understand why you do, why we all tick the way we do, and that uh, we are all unique in our own uh, in our own way. So I think we have touched on a little bit about anyone lacking confidence and what advice we'd we'd give them to get started in networking. It's very much around the preparation and just putting yourself out there. Anything else that you can think of that you wanted to add? I think if you can, yeah, I think if you can find like a business buddy, someone to go to events with. Um, I know you and I've done one or two things together where we've both shown up together. And, you know, if, you know, as an introvert, you know, that can be really reassuring if you've got someone to go with or you make uh, an appointment with say, to, to somebody and say, yes, I'll, I'll meet you there. Let's let's, you know, so that you've got someone not that you can cling on to, but you've got someone that you can go and make that first bit of a, oh, hi, I'm here, you know, uh, and, you know, just don't make the mistake, I would guess, of, of staying stuck to that person for the, the whole of the the event, you know, make sure that you are both talking to different people. But it just allows you to breathe a little bit. So I think, you know, as an introvert, certainly that's something, um, you know, I would often do and still still do do still. Yeah, still do as well. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that. And I think that can completely transform the experience for that person, can't they? Because if they don't feel that they've got to go alone and and navigate everything and just walking in on their own trying to find someone to talk to knowing that you're going in and you can feel comfortable and then you can start to to meet people and get into conversations it uh, it just makes the experience uh, so much nicer I think it does it does and I think then on the other hand as well then because we are I say more more experienced as networkers as well that 
we you know you can spot somebody who's coming in and looking around and who's you know heading for the coffee table and doesn't seem to have to know anybody and I just always make the effort to try and go to speak to somebody like that and I think you know that is something we can all do you know you don't have to stick to the same people that you know make an effort to uh, you know embrace anybody new and you know make sure that they're all right that they point them to people find out what they do well, I know who you need to speak. You need to go and speak to so and so. Make that introduction. It doesn't mean you're going to be sort of stuck with within the whole event. Type yes, of thing. no, yeah. I totally agree. And I think yes, a lot of us seasoned networkers out there need to mm. uh, need to just just keep an eye out for anybody who does look as though they're struggling or uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, very yeah. much in the online world, I think people have have got that ability to just be able to go along and have a look and and it's a little bit safer isn't it than putting yourself out in the face-to-face environment so you can go along and just listen you don't have to have to speak and it just takes that pressure off just till you start to find your feet and feel a bit more comfortable doesn't it there was a you know there was a great post on LinkedIn this morning about introverts and you know and and I, I, I read that and I thought oh that's just so it's so good and it was all about you know introverts everybody's always trying to get people out of being an introvert to being an extrovert and that's not what you need to do you know it's not all about us being you know in solitude and needing dragging out of ourselves at all we're just perhaps a bit more quiet a bit more excellent listeners we visionaries and empathetic and we seek meaningful connections and when we find them you know we we treasure them we, we really work at keeping those connections so uh, yeah it was a great post have a look on my linkedin everybody it's a really great post with a an, an image about um embracing the quiet people <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yes yeah and they do say don't they that uh, and like you say some of those qualities introverts are really good networkers because like you say they do care they do want to make those relationships and they are wanting to listen and, and learn more about people so uh, and I think it's all about and this is probably a topic for a completely uh, <laughs> for a podcast but just about not being afraid to be authentic and turn up as yourself because it's so hard trying to be somebody that, that you're not and who we are is more than enough and we should let that true authenticity shine through because that's what people will will be radiated towards and attracted to and wanting to learn more about you when they can see the true you so uh so yes we'll we'll save that one for another day but uh... <laughs> introverts are always silent they can be talkative in comfortable settings when not interrupted and people are interested in their thoughts <laughs> yeah. excellent Right. So let, we've collaborated and we've worked on an outsource agreement for a number of years now. So what impact do you think collaboration opportunities gave you in those early days of running your business as well? It was massive, really. Um, you know, finding you and you taking me under your wing, it gave me the confidence that I needed. I had a business. I had something valuable to offer. And you were able to sort of really sort of, you know, help me with that, you know, looking at what I could do, where my skill set sort of lay, I would say. And then finding, you know, in my, or you know, our line of business, my line of business, it's finding clients can be really challenging when you are new. So having someone like yourself who could give me a reference after we'd started working together was a really you know, positive thing for me. 
you introduced me to your business world and your contacts. So, you know, when you knew somebody was looking for support, you were able then to say, oh, you know, I know Jacqueline. She's, you know, she's done this for me. She's the sort of person you're looking for. So that collaboration, you know, was the foundings or real start of my business. And uh, I always remember when you... uh, the first time you went on holiday and you didn't take your laptop <laughs> and uh, the boost that gave me you sort of trusted me to keep your business going while you had a break <laughs> so uh, yeah it was brilliant you know and and from our relationship you know I, I have found you know all sorts of new new clients and you know interesting people to connect with Mm. And I think that's what people perhaps don't realise, that you can still collaborate with people who do the same thing as you, because we very much have got our own skill sets. And, you know, I don't, I've lost count the number of times you've told me to step away from Canva because I like having a play, <laughs> but not very creative. So I lose hours for something yeah. that you can do in minutes. And uh, yeah. it yeah. is recognising what we are good at and sticking to that. And yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love le- learning and you know, new and different things and, you know, being able to share them uh, with yourself and my other clients is is like, you know, something that's really important to me. And I think uh, that's where, you know, it really shows when you've got that good relationship, you know, how a great co- collaboration can work to, you know, strengthen and, and, and grow your business. Mm. And I think the biggest thing for collaborations is that often we are working on our own, often working from home, and it can be so lonely and you haven't got necessarily got people that you can brainstorm your ideas with or just knowing that you're doing something in partnership with somebody else. It can be so rewarding, can't it? And, and different challenges and something new. It's uh, just another opportunity for you and your business. So if you haven't tried collaborating think of people that you know who you may have a good fit with or offer complementary services that you could offer some sort of a combined package there's certainly we're seeing that more and more aren't we people teaming up with people in uh, in, yeah. in their industry but offering slightly different uh, packages that can be packaged together nicely create new opportunities for you both you touched on you know that you know, being on your own and it, you know no man is an island as they say if if you get ill or you want to take a break or it's just so good knowing that you've got somebody who knows how you work and who you can give access to that can help you out when you're in a bind life happens absolutely and that's the thing isn't it? it's not like being in a job where someone can just step into your job and <laughs> and, and carry on when you've got a business with with clients to look after and if something unforeseen happens which like you say we can't we can't know one no. day to the next what could what could change literally overnight isn't it uh, and what impact that can have on your business so I think especially if you know that there's somebody who you can gain some help and support from so that you can just just ride that period for whatever um, whatever challenge you face then uh, yeah that can make a massive difference uh, yeah. as well yeah yeah Let's talk next then about our book collaboration. You were one of 20 of our members who contributed to our Women's Business Network Guide to Becoming a Successful Entrepreneur. And you wrote a couple of chapters, one on AI, 
which is a huge thing. And again, we'll probably have a separate uh, podcast about that one as well. But also you wrote about outsourcing. So obviously your role as a virtual assistant is that people outsource tasks in their business to you for you to help. And I think so many of us hold back I've, I've done it myself, think, oh, I'll just do it myself rather than pass it on to somebody. And I think there's so many people who just think I can't do it. I can't possibly get somebody else to do it. They won't do it how I do it. Or there's just so many things, isn't there, that put people off from outsourcing. So what would your advice be to anyone there struggling, trying to juggle everything and slowly drowning? Well, here you go. You're ready for this. <laughs> I think probably one of the biggest things I hear people say is, oh, I can't afford to outsource and try to do it all themselves. And I'm talking about sort of solopreneurs here, I guess, in, in, in the main. Your business will plateau. You've got the same 24 hours in a day as everybody else. And you can, you, you'll hit a ceiling pretty quickly if your business is, is growing about what you can do. And it is looking at what your time is worth. I think if you make a list of anything that's a repetitive task in your business, anything that you don't like doing, anything that's not really in your skill set, you think about how valuable your time is and what it would cost you to pay somebody else to do those bits that frees up your time and allows you to do your you know continue with your passion or whatever your business is and actually focus on revenue generating tasks that is so much better use of your time you know it it just makes sense but often people just don't see that you know, as a business owner, yes, you you need to know what's got to be done in your business. You need to have that uh, that overview of, of everything. It doesn't mean you have to do it all. You know, really, really look and say and think about, you know, what is your time worth? Yeah, and I think very apt today. We're at uh, the 31st of January, aren't we, where it's the tax deadline for your tax return and paying uh, you the tax that's due. And how many people have probably lost hours out of their business in January trying to get all their uh, accounts up to date and ready uh, so they can submit their ta tax return and pay the tax? Whereas how much could they have earned in revenue for doing tasks in their business and what brings yep. the money in rather than losing all those hours to sorting out your receipts and goodness knows what else you know I think it's all about communication as well you know when you when you take somebody on you know as an, an outsourcer it's all about you being clear with what you want them to do and being able to communicate you know how you want it done and then you have to to let go you really do have to let go what you've got to remember is generally that person you're outsourcing to is skilled in what you're asking them to do probably yeah well far better than you are and actually might be able to help you you know improve those you know functions those processes whatever it needs to be so you know they're business owners in their own right and they want to be successful. So, yeah, allow them to do what they do best and you do what you do best. No, that's right. Like you've said, it, it 
It helps them as well to put the actual processes in their business so that they have got a uniformed approach to how they deal with things. And so that every customer that comes along, any new client, they're all being treated the same and they've got that same high level of, of service being offered um, yep. every time. Um, and I know there's there's an exercise that um, I think you've, you've, I know you've put a little table in the uh, in the book all about the costings as well. So how much you charge for your product or service or what you're do, you do in comparison to what the rates are to pay a virtual assistant to do various tasks in your business. And it's, it's again, looking at is that time being well spent? Because if you can pay, if you're for very simple terms, I think we use something like if you charge £100 an hour for your time, but you can get a virtual assistant to do something for £50 an hour, then basically in that hour, you could be earning that £100 and you, you're paying out £50, so you're £50 up, whereas you wouldn't have earned anything in that hour otherwise. So, uh, yeah. and And, you know, it doesn't always work out, perhaps the first time when you find someone, unless you're really, really lucky and find find somebody. And so don't let it put you off. Try again. Ask other people in your, you know, in your industry, in your networking groups, if they've got any recommendations for anybody to help you. And, you know, trial it out. But you, know, you, you really do have to be open to taking somebody else on into your business. And it's worth it it really is worth it mm. and I think that's right because I mean virtual there are hundreds and hundreds of virtual assistants around aren't they I can remember back oh. in my early days when I started out 15 years ago there were they weren't quite so common so you'd mention that and you get some funny looks or some frowns not really understanding it whereas now everybody knows one's got one and but as well I think there's that no two virtual assistants are the same are they because they've all got They've all got unique backgrounds, unique skill sets and unique offerings. Virtual assistants tend to start to niche down, don't they? I think all yes. of us start out initially where you just want to gain business, so you'll offer mm -hmm. anything to, to get the business. But very soon you identify where your real strengths are and, yeah, exactly and what, what, what you, you like want doing. to focus yeah. on. So it's a matter of finding the right person, isn't it, for the task that you require them to do? That's right, you know, but you know, and outsourcing just doesn't have to be just to be to to a VA. It could be a bookkeeper. It's you know, you probably already do these things when you've outsourced to someone to to you know build your website or do the SEO. Those are all types of of outsourcing, aren't they? You know, and as long as you can identify where you need your help, go out and find the people who can do that for you. Um, you know, there are some talking about VAs now who are generalists who do diary management. If that's the sort of thing you want, then there's social media VAs and yeah, you name it, you know, there is somebody out there. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, no, absolutely. And like you say, it's not just outsourcing to virtual assistants. No. It's for like your your accounts. Um, last mm -hmm. week we had Jackie uh, Jackie Lilly on, uh, and her offering is is payroll services. Yes. And I've I've said time and time again, I can't understand why anybody would want to do their own payroll when you can outsource it to experts who can keep you fully compliant with HMRC. Why would you risk doing things wrong when you can get uh, get a professional to do it? do it for you yeah. properly so yeah there's yeah. so many tasks in in our businesses that we we feel we've got to struggle to do when we're just starting out because we we think we can't afford but then mm -hmm. you can't afford not to in some circumstances because the penalties and the that's right <laughs> the that's you right run as a result and, you know and you yeah you can look on youtube you can google it and see how to do it 
but at the end of the day, you know, do you want to be spending your time? And I think it's all then, you know, it comes to that, you know, elusive work-life balance, doesn't it? You know, yes, you could work 24 hours a day in your business and on it if you wanted to, but you need life as well. And, you know, and, and outsourcing allows you to to begin to get that work-life balance in in some sort of, you know, level, I would think. Yeah, no, I agree. And definitely, like you said, if you're looking to grow your business, you are, like you say, you will reach that plateau very quickly when it's just you that are doing everything. Because like you say, we've only got so many, uh, so many hours in a day. And uh, Yeah, and I know, I know right now everyone's talking about, you know, the financial crisis and all that sort of thing. But, oh, you look, there's still all these small businesses out there. There's still business out there. And, you know, I think you 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 sometimes you've got to sort of you know uh, chance your arm out there and give it a go and to grow everything you can you know to grow your business and you know, to do that you will need some help. Mm, yeah, mm. absolutely. I mean, in the last week, I've had two meetings with ladies who are brand new start. They're both both due to turn fifty this year and they're both starting new businesses. So it's yeah. it's never too late to. Uh, <laughs> start out on your journey as a business owner because I think if anything at our ages now we we have got that that knowledge experience and perhaps that inner self-confidence and wisdom that that yeah we can actually grow and build. I I wish I'd known about being my own boss a long time ago (laughs) that's for sure Uh, definitely would have started earlier if I'd known (laughs) they don't teach you that at school yeah that's it any final advice that you've got for anyone looking to enhance their networking skills or create meaningful collaborations in the business world? I think, you know, probably we've touched on a lot of things, but there are different ways to network, I guess. You know, there is, you know, networking on LinkedIn, you know, speaking to people and contacting, you know, people, you know, via messengers and messages. There is, there are groups, Facebook groups. That's also networking. You know, networking isn't just being in a in a group or a, you know, face-to-face meeting. So try different things. And, you know, from my own experience, I say it's important, though, to find that group where you feel comfortable, you feel supported, like Women's Business Network, where you can be yourself and, you know, ask for help and guidance, but also share what you what you what your your life skills are and what you can bring. People you know, love to hear your story and share your knowledge networking isn't just about selling yes we're a business owners we've all got something to sell but it isn't just that good networking group can be your biggest cheerleaders and you know offer you friendship when as you said earlier you know it can be really lonely being a solopreneur yeah no absolutely I totally agree with everything there and like you say it is just finding what is right for you we have people who are fans of social media, people who just steer clear of it. It's just finding what's right for you and running mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. If you are a social media fan, we'd love to invite you into our WBN free community Facebook group. The link will be in the show notes. So um, if you're not already uh, in there, come in, join us and uh, introduce yourself. We'd love to get to know you better there. So Jacqueline, thank you. It's been uh, great chatting with you today, as it always is. And I look forward to 
welcoming you back onto our next episode of our podcast next week. Thank you for your time and we'll sign off from here. Yeah, thank you very much. It's been great. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Thanks for being part of Connect Unite Empower today. Don't forget to subscribe for more empowering conversations. Leave us a review and connect with us on social media. Why not join our free WBN community on Facebook via the link in the show notes and explore all we have to offer at womensbusinessnetwork.co.uk. Stay tuned for inspiring stories from our fabulous guests each week. I'm Sharon Luca, founder of the Women's Business Network, signing off. Until next time, keep thriving in your business journey.